Restore, the Pokemon podcast that updates when I feel like it, more or less. <laughs> My name is Matt, and today I'm here with Lewis. Hello. Hi. Also known as uh, Lutu on YouTube, mm-hmm. and Lu- and then Lutube. I always like that <laughs> username on, on I I fucking hate it. I really wish that I could, uh, <laughs> I really wish that I could get Lutu, but I think it's some, like, old lady that has it. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, no. So I, I really want it. I'm going to steal it off of her. One, one of these days you'll get it. Yeah, um, one of these I, days. <laughs> it, it, sometimes you just have to wait, and then eventually the username becomes free. It's, at least, like, Twitter doesn't seem to be as bad as Tumblr for it. Tumblr, mm. like, every time a new Pokemon is revealed, someone has that Pokemon's name as their username. Oh, it happens on it happens on Twitter as well. That's insane. Yeah. Literal seconds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or fractions of seconds. <laughs> so yeah, um, uh, I guess the way we, we'll, we'll start out is, um, what's what's your relationship with Pokemon? Um, what kind of content do you do? Just tell us about yourself to start out. Uh, well, I'm Lewis. I've been I started playing Pokemon with Pearl um, in 2009, and I've been addicted ever since. I have a bit of a problem, and <laughs> currently I talk way too much about Pokemon game design. Um, behind the scenes production, all that kind of stuff on YouTube. I talk a lot about Pokemon. That's that's just it. Um, yeah. About the production, the staff. Um, it it takes up a lot of my time, and it's very embarrassing. Yeah, basically the same for me, except it's like going all the way back to red and blue for myself. Mm. Um, the uh, I just remember I, the the way I found your your Twitter account originally is there's this uh this one account that we mutually follow that basically just. Uh, yells at Ilka and Game Freak for not having all forms of Pokemon in really? uh, available in Pokemon Home. I feel like, like I who like Legacy PSK. That name rings <laughs> a bell for sure. Yeah, and, they, and yeah, so that that's where I found your account because I don't know we 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 have some similar bugbears about the way that uh, about the way that Game Freak makes decisions, and I guess that's kind of uh, most of what I wanted to have you on today for is uh, to talk about the upcoming games, which. Mm-hmm. Uh, Last I recorded an episode, we uh, they had just put out the trailers, like the initial trailers for them. So all we knew was what was in that first trailer. There was a lot of speculation around it. Um, and here we are roughly seven months later, and we really, we, we have, have maybe a, we have no new information. <laughs> we have slightly more information now. Hmm. Um, I guess, uh, we'll start with Legends, uh, with Legends, because that's the one that's, uh, it's, it's more of a mystery, and also they just had, like, a, a weird lore drop yesterday for this one. Um, mm-hmm. so one, one thing that's, um, that's, that's in Legends, that I don't think anyone was really expecting with the initial announcement, is the, the fact that there are, uh, a bunch of regional forms in it. Yeah. Um, so, so what, no, no, what are no, your you feelings don't. on regional forms in general? Uh, I like regional forms. I think they're cool. I, uh, I don't think there's, I'm trying to like run through them in my head. I don't think there's a single one that I dislike. Um, but I will say that after like three games, uh, the fact that we can make like a whole Pokedex 
of all of these, it's like, I don't know. Like, I feel like we're approaching, we have like, what, 50 if we count regional evolutions? And I think uh, they were fine in Alola. Then Sword and Shield expanded on them by having kind of evolutions, which is like a whole new mm-hmm. thing. And then, um, yeah, I think Legends is ideally going to make them like traversal based, but I don't really, well, we obviously don't know that for certain yet. And also, will that go out of, out of the window in the next game? And will they just either not be available or will they not be, um, you know, or will they not have those traversal abilities in the next game? Who knows? Really? Right. We, we don't know what's going to happen after uh, next year. That's always kind of uh, kind of the issue, right? It's like with with Alolan forms, the the, re- the whole reason behind them is supposed to be like, you know, the geographic and cultural isolation of the Alola region, which is not really something that you can say of England necessarily. Yeah. So I always mean, thought it was kind of a weird pick. Yeah, I mean it's kinda of, it's kinda of boring, isn't it? I mean, see the thing is uh with Gala is like I don't know, I think despite having some Pokemon that I genuinely hate, like I've never hated a Pokemon design before Gen 8, uh it also maybe has like the strongest roster of new mons in a long time for me. And I this is yeah. coming off of somebody that loves um X and Y's designs, Alola's designs. Uh, and I think they are like far stronger Pokedexes than say like Gen Five, which is like diluted with a lot of weird shit that you don't get until level sixty four. But I do think uh-huh. <laughs> that uh, you know the Gen Eight's like designs are pretty good. I don't think that we needed regional forms, but I appreciate them a lot, um, even if they don't, even if they're not like super contextually sound or whatever. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I feel like it was it was literally just like they saw that they were popular and were like, well. We might I as mean, well just do this again. Yeah, I mean, Which I think it's like, that, and also they could have just, like, they added the evolutions onto it. And again, that's, like, a unique thing for that uh, game. But obviously, since we're doing that, like, going forward now, I wonder how they're going to evolve the mechanic, you know, at some point. Yeah, because it's, like, it's, it really just seemed like a way to get around ever having to do, like, like a pro- like a quote-unquote proper uh, cross-gen regional, uh, cross-gen evolution ever again. Because, mm. like, I guess the last one of those that we've really gotten was, was Sylveon. Where like the Pokemon is evolving into like the the original one is evolving into a new form as opposed to uh, like a regional version of it evolving into a new form. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of wish that we just had that back. Yeah, like, no, I, I do like those. I, I don't see why Farfetch'd could not have just had another evolution. You know what I mean? Like, I don't see why we needed a Galarian Farfetch'd for this. Uh, even though, I mean, I like Galarian Farfetch'd. It's fine, but I don't think that we needed this. You know. Yeah, and they they were they were notably vague about it at the time too. It was like uh, they they showed Surfetched off. They said it was a fighting type. They said it evolved from Farfetched. They said nothing about it being a Galarian Farfetched, but everyone kind of just assumed. Yeah, I mean, it, they didn't need to do that. I mean, they've been weird with it. They they've given us like coughing, but then they've also given us Galarian wheezing. They've given us like um, Pokemon that you know, like. Um, like they've done all sorts of variations on like the evolution yeah. mechanic with it, so I don't know. I think I think they're fine. Um, with legends though, or post legends, I think you're really gonna have to convince me to like make this feel new because at mm-hmm. the end of the day, I would just rather have evolutions to older Pokemon. Like, where is my yeah. love disc evolution? Where is my? Um, you could say this for like every single stage Pokemon at this point, given how Power Creep works. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, like I don't think I need a a Gen Nine form of of love disc, and also. That, like, begs the question, well, what if we, you know, what if we, um, for games like, for future remakes, for example, like BDSP, or Let's Go Jota, or the inevitable Gen 5 remake that they're going to do, like, are those games not going to have regional forms? Well, they feel kind of empty because of that, so 
I don't know, like, that's the thing with Let's Go, is, like, you had the Alolan forms in there, but they were kind of chucked in there at the last minute, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. They Well, yeah, the, the only way they were obtainable in that game directly was either from Go or from, like, single trade NPCs that you could just do unlimited trades with, which I thought was very weird. Yeah, I mean, I, the reason for that was because you couldn't breed in that game, which is still yeah. so, so bizarre. Um, yeah, I, I don't fucking Let, understand let's the go, reason for that. <laughs> let's go as far as design decision seems to... like it, it, it. There's definitely a lot of things that irk me and irk a lot of people about the way they decided to do those games. Like, mm. I, I feel like... <laughs> I feel like there was nobody that wasn't irritated playing Fire Red and Leaf Green about the fact that you couldn't evolve things like your Golbat until post-game. Yeah, and I mean... Decided, it, they decided to sidestep that decision by just not putting Crobat in, in, in Let's Go. I mean, I think the decision is fine in a vacuum. I like the idea why Golbat is just the final evolution. Like, because that Pokemon is more prominent for maybe a different reason. Uh yeah. You know, and I, I love Crobat. This is not like a personal thing against Crobat or anything else like Electivire. But at the same time, it would feel weird to have Electivire in a game with 151 Pokemon otherwise. You know, it would feel weird to have Magmortar because Magmar is now this... Like, you've got to consider this in the context of how these games are designed, right? They'd have to fundamentally uproot the design of the games to change this. So, for example, Magmar is a Pokemon that you can get. Um, you get, like, very late on in the game. I know Kanto's pretty open. Um... But you get it at, like, Cinnabar Mansion, and it's, like, level 40. If there was, like, a stronger version of that, then it's, like, what even is the point in Magmar anymore? You know, what's the point in putting it so late? I yeah. it, And likewise, you could make the same argument about getting Electabuzz, like, right after the third gym or whatever. And then it's, like, well, okay. I mean, you don't even need to be the third gym to get Surf, I think, in Let's Go, right? Uh, I think you can get it after sure. the second gym. Either way, you, you, you get my point. You know, getting an Electabuzz, like, or an Electabuzz super early is, you know, it it like devalues Electabuzz in a way. So I, I'm kind of okay with how Let's Go does it, um, especially because it was going for like a very unique thing. If they did that with like a main series Pokemon game where it's like you can't get, uh, you know, Sylveon for some reason. Um, oh, wait, no, they're already doing that with BDSP. Never mind. They sure are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it seems like they're almost like entirely sidestepping that as a possibility with BDSP because as far as it looks it looks like they are going to have like the exact same root designs with the exact same mons on them and like even like things like uh mons that were available in platinum to help the balance they're shunting those off to the underground instead Ugh. and I don't even know what like the availability is going to be like in the underground like is it going to be like because it's like they're, they're, do they do it with like statues or something in the secret bases? I am. Like it, I, I have so many fucking thoughts on that shit. I'm honestly, I'm so excited for BDSP to come out. Not because I'm going to rip into these games, but like because they just seem so uh, interesting from a design perspective. Because we've never yeah. had anything like them before, and I really, really want to talk about that well, and all like, the production <laughs> behind it. Whenever I talk about this game, I'm like. I don't think anyone I know should buy these. I'm absolutely going to, but it's for stupid reasons. It's for stupid reasons that I like. I want to know. I want to like pick their. I want to pick their brains about the decisions they made in this game. And then also like, I have a bunch of like huge learn set spreadsheets, mm. and I want to update them. I want to see if anything gets new moves. I'm not really holding my breath about it though. I mean, my mine's like a work expense, so it's fine. You know, I'm chilling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For me, it's like I don't play all that many games, so like a, a new Pokemon game isn't a isn't a huge uh, ask. Mm -hmm. So it's like I, I I can I can get some more information. I just I want to know what they're doing. I I, the, the, I have no idea what they're doing, and I've spent nothing but looking at this game for months. So, yep. <laughs> 
So do you think that they're going to update Sword and Shield to have Pokemon transferable from BDSP? No. 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 <laughs> I I don't either. I think that it would be a good idea. <laughs> Mostly because they, they intend to use it as the competitive game. And, uh-huh. like, you know, historically the competitive game has gotten updates if there's also a... Uh, well, like, if there's another game in the series. But they kind of upended that with the DLC, right? I mean, the thing is, is, like, they always just switch to the new game. So you nobody was playing X and Y when RS came out. You know, we yeah. would just play RS. Uh, with this... It's weird. I I don't think they're going to do it because why would they go back on that? Like, they've shown no reason to do that. They've, you know, not really talked about it. And I feel like that's something they would have talked about by now. But this is, like, the worst cycle in, you know, Pokemon history. So I have no fucking clue what's going on. Yeah, Truthfully, like we've just been left in the Their communication is bizarre. It's been so bad. It's not It's not even, like, weird. It's just bad. And I'm, I'm tired of people saying that it's, like, acceptable. Like, I am the first person to be, like... You know, I can wait. I, like, I'm a very, very patient dude when it comes to games, okay? I waited for a good uh-huh. Ratchet & Clank game for about 11 years. <laughs> with, you know, with BDSP, it's like, I feel like when the game is, I don't know, when the game is, like, less than a month away now, at the time of recording, we should know, we should have had one interview with the people making it, you know? I feel like it's a little, uh, a little needed, but whatever, what do I know? Like, basically all we know staff-wise is that... Is it Masuda that's directing it? Masuda is co-director alongside... I, I forget the guy's name. I mean, I, I did some One research. One of the guys from Ilka. Yeah, uh, I... Hold on. BDSP director. I did um, Yuichi Ueda. So... Okay. Ueda is very funny because I have done a lot of research into individual people from Ilka. And it's interesting because Yuichi Ueda's last game was, like, um, really bad. <laughs> Hold on. What was the last game he made? Uh, it was... Let me, like, find it. Yuichi Ueda. Yeah, it was, like... Yeah, he was the director on Knight's Contract for the Xbox oh 360. God. And it's, like, oh it was terrible. That game just sucks. Oh, my God. The most it got was, like, 6.5 out of 10. The thing that I that I found really funny when, when Ilka was announced, that everyone was just kind of like, who? And <laughs> one of the first things that everyone found when they started looking into Ilka was the uh, the Hatsune Miku Domino's Pizza app? Yeah, no, they just like make weird shit. Because <laughs> I mean, because I guess like their their main thing is that they love computer art, famously. Yeah, no, as they constantly remind us with their name. Big fan of uh, computer art. Oh, I just have the the Cerebi Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl page open. And I'm just looking at the box art right now. Mm. Yeah, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> it's a terrible why, idea. Why it look like that? I. Uh, you know what's funny about that? So I made so many tweets uh, in the run-up to, like, my second to most recent video. Yeah. Which goes over, like, the box art and shit. And I made so many tweets. And it was like, oh, great. Uh, you know, I, I really don't like this box art. And I, I feel like I was pretty nice about it on Twitter. And everyone was like, go fuck yourself. Uh, you're such a hater, shitty, awful person. Then I made my video about it and no one disagreed with me. It's like, <laughs> I, I don't know whether that's just Twitter, but it's just like... Yeah, you all shut the fuck up when I explained it in more than two eighty characters, you know. Uh huh. Well, no, I think that I think that people really just have like a compulsion to reply to tweets quickly, whereas like commenting on a video is like you have to like click a link first. <laughs> you, yeah, you might I, have to I, actually watch some of the video. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand anybody that uh, writes YouTube comments. By the way, like I, I appreciate it, but you're all insane. 
Like I, yeah, no, I, I just can't imagine t- putting that much time into something that somebody will probably not read. And I do read <laughs> all my comments, so I don't know. Yeah, no, it, me putting a YouTube comment is very rare. Yeah, it's like, what's it gonna do? Nothing. This, it, contribu- it, it's this rare, contributes it's nothing. Rare, it's rare enough that I have like notifications for replies to my comments on, and it has never once been a problem. Mm-hmm. That is how rare. Yeah. Because well, then then you have to have someone will have to have replied to a YouTube comment. Which I think is even more deranged than making a YouTube comment in the first place. No, absolutely. <laughs> like, absolutely. <laughs> I think the big disappointment with me for the box art is it's just like, it really seems like Dialga and Palkia were just like perfectly set for just getting new forms. It I just mean, seems like it would have been a nice thing to do. I mean, I don't think they, they need them. Like, I've, I've always never really been a fan of, like, giving legendaries new forms because it doesn't really do anything for me. It doesn't add anything to the game. It's just something to add to the Pokedex that isn't even part of the Pokedex. It's like a tab on the Pokedex. A little tab, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, this thing is probably going to be banned from Ubers for some reason. It's not going to be fun to use. Like... I don't know, I was not a fan of the Primals, and I'm still really not a fan of the Primals, both in a gameplay sense, because they just fuck every rule about how Mega Evolution works, and also in a lore sense, because it doesn't change anything. So, it's, it's I, I do find, I find it kind of, I find it kind of funny, because it's like, when they were introduced, their abilities were like, such strong abilities, and then in Gen 5, they're like, yeah, Frog could do this. Yeah. So I mean, like it's it's really a problem they created themselves, whereas they don't really have that problem with these two. Um, because they just, you know, they just gave them pressure. They gave them the whatever the fuck ability that no one cares. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, pr- pressure is like a really cool ability somatically, but it's it's significantly less cool when every other legendary has it. Thankfully, yeah. after Gen 4 or 5, they like stopped. They that. stopped hard. Yeah, no. Everything gets something now. <laughs> I feel like what if they, they could have given them? Um, they could have given uh, Dialga an auto trick room and Palkia an auto gravity. It would be horrible for everyone involved. Yeah, why, would, why, why would, would, would you want this? It's like this does nothing. And also, it, it, the issue with primals or new forms is that it runs the risk of making the designs uglier. Thankfully, I don't think that's happened with like remakes. I really like the primals, like visually. Yeah, they look cool as hell. Um, Rayquaza is a bit much, but, uh, you know, I, I like it less than the regular one, but it's still okay visually. Um, Mega Rayquaza is basically yeah. like, um, they saw that af- when they when they made Gen 6 that people online still liked sprites and wanted to make sprites of everything, and then they said, yeah, try to do this, you filthy animals. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just a little busy, but maybe that's because Rayquaza is, like, perfect. I like the... The the yellow the yellow like tendrils, but I don't like the fucking thousands of spikes that it gets. It's just like why? This is the so one spike that I do like is it's like fucking Atlas Beetle horn at the front of its head. Yeah, I think like, that part is that cool, that thing is fucking cool. But like, I, I don't understand like why like it needed to look like this. But whatever, yeah. it's it's not it's very inoffensive as a design. But yeah, no, I I understand that as far as like not wanting to busy up the designs a little. It just always seems weird when there's like. When you're when you're looking at like the top of the pile of Pokemon, just like stat wise, the the spot where I don't really mind the creep is in places like Oopers, because I'm just like, it seems weird that there's all these things that are more powerful than their god Pokemon now. All these yeah, things that I have mean, like a higher base stat total than Arceus. Mind you, Arceus could easily be getting a form in Legends. Who the fuck knows? I'm just I mean, if it does get a form, we're not gonna be able to use it in any relevant metagame, so it doesn't even no. matter. 
Right. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> unless unless like, they un, unless they unban it in like VGC for whatever year. If well, they well, no, because it's not even in the new game. It's not even Sword and Shield. Fuck. <laughs> so you gotta wait until next year. You gotta wait until Gen Nine. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know. Dex cut is very annoying. Yeah, it's it's annoying, like conceptually, just to <laughs> think yeah. about. It's just like, like currently, I'm I'm backing up. A, so I don't trust Pokemon Home, right? Ever since they started like banning people for having um like Wonder Traded fucking hacked mons in there, which obviously you can't yeah. control. Um, you know, it was like what the fuck. So what I did was I immediately took like everything off of Sword and Shield. I backed it up onto my um. I traded them over to my hacked Nintendo Switch, and then that lets me back up my. Yeah files under my computer and then i have that like back to bottom of the cloud now all of my pokemon are like way more safe than they were in uh nintendo's hands especially after pokemon bank i don't trust them but like god (laughs) yeah so the the issue is so most of my pokemon are either split between sword and shield or they are just stuck in home and they i can't do anything with them and it's like it's so odd it's just a weird you can't even back you can't even really back them up right because yeah no they, they are just like stuck there now i'm gonna have to wait for bdsp for that to happen it's like uh, with only the cinnamons fuck you you you're out of luck if you're still gen five six or seven like fuck that you know you're still stuck on that at the end of the well, day yeah, if like, you are crap even, roller we 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 know that um uh, that bdsp are gonna have home compatibility but they, they haven't actually said if it's gonna take uh, imports or if it's gonna be like uh let's go i i think if it's, it's le- i think how they're gonna do it because it doesn't seem weird from a gameplay perspective it's not weird enough um, from like a stat perspective, but I think Legends Arceus is going to be flat transfer over, um, and not back. Yeah. Whereas with Home, I think you'll be able to do back and forth with BDSP. If you can't do that, that would be the first time that like they release a remake and you can't put Pokemon that you got in that game, like in the original games, back into that remake. It'd be it's very very weird if they do that. I mean, yeah. Hot Gold as well, but you you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I get it. That was such a cute part of uh, of Oras, as you you transfer your your starter over from your Ruby game, and it gives you a little certificate with the Ruby Sapphire sprite on it. That was so cute. Yeah, no, I mean it's like what people want to do. Like, I, I mean, before that wonderful day in February, I thought that I was like going to be able to see my like Empoleon that I got, you know, when I was a kid because I still have it, just like walking his ass around in like this three D Sino, but it's not going to happen. You know, at the end of yeah. the day, he's going to be regulated to like a, a sprite that's smaller than my or a model that's smaller than my fucking guy. You know, it, it's going to be weird. It's going to be very, very weird. And that's if it works at all. Yeah. One thing that I that I that was uh, that was talked about in some of the the gameplay previews that like people were seem mad about, but don't really seem to discuss the implications of anymore is the fact that they are apparently doing uh, single use TMs again. <sighs> uh, oh, God. Uh, I Do you think they're just are they just going to have the straight TM set from? From Diamond I, and Pearl? Like, just straight I, up? No, I don't think so, because then how do you, like, put Dazzling Gleam on Pokemon? I think they're going to have a new TM set, but it's going to be fucking weird. Like, I, I'm i so mad about it. I'm so mad about it. Also, there was only, like, 50 TMs in Gen. Oh, wait, was it? No, there, no, was, was, there, was, a, there was a 100 in that. Or no, I think no, it was, like, it, 92. Yeah, it, it was, like, 90-something, and then they put it to 100 in Gen 5. I remember because Snarl was, like, a big deal. Oh, right, um, Snarl was 95. Yeah, yeah, Um Oh, no, yeah, it was it was 92, and then they had the 8 HMs. So yeah, yeah, it yeah. added up to 100. Um, but, yeah, no, I think they're going to have an, a new selection of TMs because not having a single fairy TM would be very weird. But, it would be very weird. Yeah, it's just like, 
shit, man. Like, why is it single-use TMs? I remember uh, Connor eats pens. He like I, I was streaming my reaction to all the new gameplay, and I guess he had like yeah. woke up and looked in Cerebri and saw all of the um the changes. He comes into my stream. He's like, Lewis, that that like single-use TMs, and I I just lost it. I was like. <laughs> Because I was like, I was midway through like absorbing all the like the gameplay stuff, and it's like, okay, this kind of sucks. Oh, this kind of looks better. But then when he like just dropped that in my chat, I just fucking lost it. It's like, why? Why would you do this? There's like no argument to be made about this at all. It's so odd. Yeah, it's like, it's like I know that the way that they uh, they disperse TMs is a little different since they got the uh, the multi use TMs because they don't want to give you the really useful moves too early because you have more than one of them. So what it what it seems like is that they're giving you single use TMs and then like in the post game or something you're going to be able to obtain them more easily. But like I liked having the ability to use the TM more than once in the regular gameplay. I mean, it's but it just really, it seems like they just didn't want to rebalance that aspect of the game in any way. Yeah. So so the problem with this is that it adds a level of tedium, right? So post or pre-gen five, you had moves that weren't necessarily very strong, but they kind of ramped up in intensity as the game went on. This didn't change in gen five. This only changed in gen eight when they, when they added TRs, and I'll get onto that in a second. But with gen five, it's like, okay, so now we have all of these moves that are consistently um, really like, okay, and they just like kind of ramp up in diff- or like strength as the game progresses, like with your Pokemon's movesets. I think that's fine. Um, and I think it was in gen six, they made the change so that so in Gen Five, the big uh, like you know thing that they did is like you don't and nobody really noticed this is you don't keep the same amount of PP if you use a TM. So if you have a move, right. you have like um, it has like fifteen PP, and then you give it like uh, like double team or whatever, which has like forty, I think. Um, it will be at like fifteen until you go to heal. Yes. And I think that's like a, a really good way to incentivize people not using it just in the middle of like an area or a route. And I don't think the game was like entirely designed around it, but provided it was, that could be like a legitimate um like challenge or like a legitimate, you know, drawback to having infinite use TMs. I think I'm fine with that kind of gameplay sense. TMs and learning moves are inherently like um how you think about the game, how you approach the game, how you impro- how you approach every individual Pokemon. And I think making team building and all like that aspect of the game like way more interesting is a good thing for me. Uh, however, what the situation we have with BDFP is like so it doesn't really I mean, the issue here is that the games are going to be very easy. Diamond and Pearl, and I will say this for every Pokemon game, Pokemon games have historically been pretty easy. They've gotten easier, yeah. but Diamond and Pearl is it's pretty easy, right? Um, was it was BDS- tough for me at the time, but I was just not very good. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. That easy. That's to, kind of the thing. I, I was a child. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They are, like, rel- their, their difficulty is relative to how old you are. Like, I, I've made videos on this in the past, but it's like... Pokemon games were never super difficult, and you are absolutely deluding yourself. Go play uh-huh. any other JRPG, you know? It's like... <laughs> You'll get the, your ass handed to you. Yeah, like, these, like I would struggle either the same or more in another JRPG. Like, they were relatively easy, uh, both compared to, like, other contemporaries and, you know, your brain space at the time. So, factoring in all of that, if Pokemon games were genuinely difficult... Um, I could see single-use TMs being a really cool idea because it's like, oh, you have to think more now. You have to be like, well, who do I waste this on? Do I wait until this Pokemon evolves? And But here's the thing, right? It's like I would rather take just being able to experiment with moves because yeah. the games are easy to begin with. 
So who really cares? Like, it's not adding any challenge at that point. It's just really tedium. And, like, the idea that I can grind for all of these, like, post, like, at some point, it's like, that doesn't make it fun, right? Like, it it was never fun to go to the game corner and just fucking spend all of my coins to get Ice Beam once. Like, it was never fun. <laughs> this is not, like, gameplay. I, I'm just wasting my time. I could be doing other things. Yeah, well, that's that's how that's how it felt with uh, with TRs in that like you really do get so many of them if you interact with the raid mechanic in any way. Um, yeah, but, but then I- on the on the flip side, in like the first area of the game before the second badge, you're getting some of the strongest moves in the game. Well, yeah, like pre first badge, you can interact with the big new mechanic that that game has, and you get rewarded for it. Um, by getting really, really good moves. And it's like that you can only use once. And I think that's like a really, really, that's like the perfect way to handle it. You have the crowd that really, really likes TMs and really likes experimenting with new moves constantly that you get throughout the game. But also you just have TRs, which are one use things that you have to think about. And it's like, okay, like you get the best of both worlds. They put a lot of thought into that idea and it works really well in tandem with raids. Even if I don't think raids are like perfect. Uh, it's like a really good like gameplay loop. But with this, it's just like you, you sever that loop immediately, and we are just back to square one for the sake of being faithful. And again, if there was a good reason for it, fair enough, but there isn't. They just want to be faithful for the sake of it, and it's so, so bad. And it pisses me off because I remember in February when I made that video, or early March, that blew up and everyone was like, oh, you know, faithful only means in like a visual sense, you know? Mm. And I'm continually being proven right with shit like this. It's like, yeah. it's so fucking stupid. I yeah that when when they said that they they really said it's like it's gonna be they, I think they even said like it's like a tile to tile like perfect match and mm. it's like nobody really needed that I, and like I, I'm yeah. when when they say stuff like that it's like I'm Game Freak and the Pokemon Company in general their communication is just bizarre yeah always it's, has it's, been like super bizarre they don't really seem to. Not to say that, like, anyone should interact with their fan base when their fan base is like the Pokemon fan base. Um, I mean, it was it, but, was, it was fine pre-Gen 6. I think it was a lot better then, and now they just want to do... Like, ever well, since like, Gen 6, they've had, like, a very similar um, cycle. Either way, it was always, like, you know, one-directional communication. Like, it, it really doesn't... Uh, it, it's something that always, like, uh, that always kind of amazes me when I'm, like, playing... Like, not to say it's a good game, but when I play Pokemon Masters... <laughs> Mm-hmm. And there are, there are issues with gameplay in Pokemon Masters. They will put out little communiques that say, here is what people said about the way our gameplay is. Here is Here I mean, are the- some of the suggestions. Here, are, here is what we are doing to make the gameplay better. I mean, and that's, like, like a game- constantly, that's like a constantly updating like game, though. That it gets like a new character every week. I think Pokemon is like, not some, I think main series Pokemon is not something that you can compare that to because A... It's just not a type of game. And B, Game Freak is currently working on Gen 12. So they are, like, way too busy with, like, other things. God, yeah, they probably are just doing Gen 9 right now, huh? 100%. They've been working on Gen 9 for two years. I'm very, very confident that it's going to come out uh, end of next year. Oh, that's that's the same same thing that Centro said. Yeah, um... I mean, I like I, I think Gen 9 is going to come out at the end of next year. I mean, I, I don't see yeah. any reason why they would just not release a Pokemon game at the, at the holiday... Um, I guess you, that that would be right on the three years, huh? It, yeah, it'd be like a really bad move for them. And honestly, if they do something like Let's Go Johto as well, I'd be surprised. Um, but so far, my predictions for Pokemon every single year since Let's Go have been pretty solid. So, like I said, DLC was going to happen. I said um, that we were going to get Sinnoh this year, and 
you know, people were like, oh, no, we're getting Let's Go Jono. It's definitely possible. It's like, no. They are going to do Senna this year and they're going to do Gen 9 next year. Because it's always you think been, gonna it's be, been three years ever since. You uh, think they're going to make Let's Go Jono? Uh, it, for me, it really depends. It really depends on how busy Kageyama is. If we are getting yeah. Let's Go Jono, it won't be next year. Because Kageyama, I mean, that guy's a fucking madman. He's working on like 10 games at once, including BDSP. So who knows? Yeah. Um, Sorry, I feel like yeah. I don't know anything about like the Pokemon director's and the people who work on the games other than like sometimes I'll I'll just go look at the list of directors for different games and be like, "Hey, what's what's with the guy who did Platinum? Let's get him back." Yeah, I mean, I see somebody in my comments, it's like it's like a fucking account that only replies to Masada. So you know this person is like insane. And yes. um they were just like going off in my replies about and I don't think anybody even brought this up about like how awful of a person Masada is and how he wants like the Platinum director to come back and it's like Okay, what has Kawachimaru done in the last thirteen years? Like, let's let's look this up. Like, I I think I would trust Masada more with like making new games than a guy that has literally not done anything substantial since Platinum. Like, right. there is a reason why he is not. You know, and here's the thing: you don't have to like being substantial and like being a director of a new Pokemon game. You don't like that's not you don't that's not the same thing, right? Like, um, what's his name? Um, Kazumasa Iwao, the guy who directed Ultra Sun and Moon. Um, yeah. you know, he, he was like the battle director for Sword and Shield. That's like a pretty notable thing. And I would, again, if we knew the staff for Legends Arceus, that would be great. Uh, I would lose my mind if he's directing Legends Arceus, because I think he is easily the best director of Pokemon right now. Um, that is still in the running. I don't think Morimoto is going to be doing anything anytime soon. No. But, um, and even then it's like Morimoto's last direct, Morimoto's last direct game is Hotgold, you know? This was, like, people change in, like, 12 years, and at least Masada has been, like, releasing games, and I'm able to have, like, a grasp on how he designs things and how he thinks. Whereas Koichimaru, I don't think anybody has talked to him outside of Game Freak for about 14 years. So it's like, <laughs> I, I, I don't really have, like, I don't really want him back as the Platinum Director because he could be a completely different person. So, you know, it's, it's very... Pokemon fans are very weirdly selective when they choose to care about directors, I think. Yeah, well, it's, it's such a, like, it's it's almost like, Game Freak almost feels like a black box to a lot of people, I think. Like, because they, you you really have to research to get a good handle on on the kind of things that, that they do. Because, I mean, they don't really, no one really talks about things publicly. I mean, no, the, one, no one's, inter- no one's is, really interviewing these guys. The thing is, is that they, they did, like, so much um, pre-Gen 6. Like, you can go back to the Hockle era, and you will, ha- you will find, like, interviews of Omori, back before he directed any Pokemon game, you know, talking about, like, how he designed the Pokewalker and, like, why he made the Underground the way he did and shit like that. Um, And you can find those interviews. They are, like, somewhere, and they're from, like, 2009. They were very, very open about it. I don't know what changed with X and Y. I think, I don't know. I mean, it's only been the last couple of years that people have really started to give a shit about Pokemon game design, and I thank Sword and Shield for that, genuinely. It's opened up a very big opportunity for me um, to just talk with people about something. It's a lot of people just saying they hate James Turner for no reason. Oh, yeah, no. James Turner is absolutely the worst thing to happen to the series. In fact, he designed every Pokemon after Gen 5. Um, known fact. <laughs> Terrible uh, series. People give him a lot of shit, but I really like almost everything he's designed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I don't have like an opinion on individual Pokemon designers because they like do so much. So it's yeah. like, oh, they could have like what worth is like a good design to a bad design. I don't know. 
And well, then there's also just like the fact that people will be like, uh, they'll say like, if, if they do know like something's a James Turner design, they'll say everything about the design that's bad is James Turner. And it's like, okay, well, like you don't know how collaborative the process is. Like it could be the initial sketches. It could be like, there could be like design input along the way. I, I, I do kind of wish we knew more like original Pokemon's creators. Cause I, I do think that's just kind of like a fun thing to compare the designs that, uh, that different people do. Yeah, I mean, hold on. There's there's a guy on Bulbapedia that has like a, a list of this shit. Um, yeah, yeah. There, there, there's, a, there's a few of them. Like, yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of mons that people do know. Mostly Gen One ones. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Gen One like gets revealed at like a weird like snail's pace. Um, yeah. I mean, with Gen One, we have like people that have like figured it out now because what happened with Gen One is obviously they designed the sprites. So you could very, like, you know, it's not like Sugimori art where Ken Sugimori would design, would draw, like, 151 of the Pokemon based off of the sprites, and that is, like, you know, his interpretation. Like, with the sprites, there are, like, idiosyncrasies about how people would shade each individual Pokemon, um, how people would, like, draw eyes, draw ears, that sort of thing in pixel art. And you can pretty easily pinpoint who did what. We have, like, a group of people that are, you know, very dedicated to that sort of thing. Um... But obviously, as time has gone on, they have to basically reveal it themselves. And we have, like, a decent chunk of Sword and Shield uh, done as well, like, in mm-hmm. that regard. Like, we know, like, what a lot of uh, designs were. I mean, it's, like, what one... I mean, there's a lot of I definitely like to look at some of those sometime. Yeah, I mean, I can, I, I, I can post it. I was actually it, doing something... Uh, Hold on. I was doing something really similar to that recently. I was... Uh, I found... There, there was an old fan game that I worked on in, like, 2003. So, like a bajillion years ago, like pre-gen four, there was a fan game I was working on and I've mm-hmm. been doing like archeology span to try to like dig up as much as the old decks as possible. And I was basically doing the same thing. It's like, Oh, I can tell by the shading that this one was designed by this person. Yeah. Because like, <laughs> I, I feel like when I see fake mon now, it is a lot of people who are drawing first and spriting later, but really it like when, when people were making the, when people were trying to make their own games back in like gen three, everyone was just starting with sprites. Cause it was just, it was quicker. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and uh, it's it's a fun way to, to to try to figure things out. And I think yeah, it makes sense that people did that with the uh, with the red and green and red and blue sprites. Yeah, I mean, it's like when you look at red and blue the, or Gen One, like and compared to like Gen Eight, the designs are very very reserved by comparison. There's a lot of weird shit that happened after Gen Five because it's like, well, you can't you know you can't design with the sprite with the limitations of sprites anymore. And genuinely, that made I think Gen One and Two in particular very interesting. Uh, could you imagine? Like, it's not necessarily the design attitudes have changed. It's that the resources available to design these creatures have just become so, um, you know, useful and so good now that people, you know, you can design a Pokemon digitally um, without having to consider, like, the colors that it would need to use or yeah. the, you know, the amount of real estate that it can fit on a screen. You know, you right. couldn't design... The amount desi- of details you de- that you can put into certain things. Yeah, you could not design Ultra Necrozma in 1996 for a Pokemon game. It's just not possible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. There are a lot of people who have, like, a, a very dedicated community of people who are making... Who make every Pokemon in Gen 2 style for Pokemon Crystal ROM hacks. Mm. And, oh, boy, are some of them a stretch. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like you have to be, like, fucking very, very particular. Yeah, very particular and also just, like, have a very good design sense. Like, what things can you shrink? What things can you make bigger? What things can you omit? What things can you kind of angle differently? Mm. Um, one of my favorites is there's someone who made, uh, they made an Alolan Exeggutor sprite. 
So they made an Alolan Exeggutor sprite that fits in a 56 by 56 box, which was the, the maximum size that you could be in gold and, uh, gold and silver. And they just had like the base of it in the bottom right corner of the sprite. And then it like the head is in the top left corner, but it's like perspectived forward. Yeah. So they, they kind of like foreshortened the, the length of the, of the neck and it looks so good. Yeah. You just have to be smart about it. And again, I think like those kind of restrictions in any kind of design, um, just like create some level of, uh, it like necessitates, you know, to use your creative muscles, I think. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think some people really do, uh, cause I, I know like the, there's, there's a certain point where I can understand the, um, the drive to really, the people who really only like like gen one and two Pokemon, I can, I can almost understand that just from a point of that they have more like iconicity to them. Because they had to design to such limitations that everything had to be, you know, like big. They had to have like two colors maximum. They had to have cat ears simple. for some reason, yeah. They had to have cat ears and triangle eyes. <laughs> Everyone loves the triangle eyes. If you want to make something look like a Gen 1 and 2 design, you get those triangle eyes in there. Yeah, you, you, you give it like kind of a stubby body, but it has like a large like spine and it's like curving forward a bit, yeah. That's how you don't do forget that there, there are spikes coming out of the spine. Yeah, for no reason. They just don't serve any purpose. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like designing a proto-Mega Evolution, you know. God, yeah, no, it, it really does seem like Mega Evolution was like, hey, let's take some of these design elements and just kind of exaggerate them. I hate Which like 90% I'm... of Mega Evolution designs. That's so bad. I understand that, but I really love them. <laughs> I, I really love them from a perspective of like, it's just like my inner 10 year old being like, this is the kind of shit that I would like, I would trace a Pokemon and then I would just put it, you just like add shit, on, shit it, yeah. on it. Yeah. And that is exactly what a mega evolution looks like. And I really respect that. <laughs> it, it, it really just seems like a 10 year old's idea of what's cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like it's a good thing to put in a game for 10 year olds. No, absolutely. They look conventionally cool for a 10 year old but as like an adult that looks at these people that designs them i just like what are you what were you thinking with this like to me <laughs> there are two mega evolutions that have like that are interesting gameplay wise have like a good design and were like needed designs and uh to like or like needed they needed to exist and it's like wow those are two out of what like 50 i don't know which two uh mega beedrill mega mobile I knew Mega Mile was going to be one of them. And Mega Mile, Mega Mile is like, that's the one that made me think, why can't we just have cross-gen evolutions again? Yeah, I see, that's the thing at the end of the day. Like, why did this need to be a fucking Mega Evolution? I don't get it. Yeah, no, I, I think that, that would have been perfectly fine for, for Mile. But then you look, I look at one like Mega Sableye and I'm like, that's Sableye with a bigger gem. I really like that that, that really seems like it works as a Mega more than it would as an evolution. Yeah, it's like, I mean. It, it fills a different role. Yeah, but I at the same time I don't think Sableye needed a mega evolution. Like that's like I I think Sableye, especially in Gen Five with Magic Bounce, like I don't think it yeah. needs a, a mega evolution. Well, Prankster, because Magic Bounce is its mega ability. Oh yeah, yeah, my bad, Prankster. Yeah, yeah, I get it mixed up. Either way, it got mega buffed in Gen Five, and it was like okay, uh, that was aggravating. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, but I would say that like the band, this I don't know, there's like. If you like name a Mega Evolution, I'll like tell you my thoughts on it. Yeah, well, sure. Let, let me just bring up Mega Pokemon Bulbapedia. There are a lot of people who are thinking that they might put Megas into BDSP, but I feel like if they were, they would have announced it by now. Yeah, we would have. We would have seen them by now, like we did with Sun and Moon. You know, Sun and Moon. It was rel it, it, Was it relatively close to when they came out, or was it pretty early? It was pretty close. 
Actually, no. I think we saw them. Let me look this up now. I feel like it was pretty close. Megas and Sun and Moon were like, they were kind of just like an afterthought. They really didn't need to be there. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm fine with them being in the game. Um, yeah. Them being there in Sun and Moon just kind of made it weirder when they weren't there the next gen. Mm. Although they did, they did put them in Let's Go. That's another thing that was in Let's Go. They had Megas in there. Megas with no abilities. <laughs> I think it's very funny that we can have Mega Evolutions in Let's Go, Mega Evolutions in Mystery Dungeon, Mega Evolutions in Go, um, and Mega and Evolutions... Masters. And in Masters, but they are completely dead because they weren't in Gen 8 for some reason. Okay. <laughs> uh, Mega Pinsir. Uh, yeah, really good. Good, really interesting gameplay with Aerialite. Um, cool typing, good design, big fan. Mega Ampharos. Uh, see, Mega Ampharos is the one, is like one of the ones that's like, it's got like a fun design, but it didn't really need to exist. It doesn't really do anything with its dragon type. It just gets dragon pulses stab. Uh, and it's like, it doesn't do anything gameplay-wise. It wasn't really needed, because why, why did Ampharos, like need a buff in the context of anything? Like, he really doesn't. Um, I feel like it, it, it was... Yeah. There, there are some that are needs a buff, and there are some that were fan favorites. We're just going to give it to it anyway. Like, Mega yeah, Scizor, I mean, I for think example. That's fine. What does Mega Scizor do? Yeah, Mega Scizor literally adds nothing to the game. And it's also pretty <laughs> ugly. So it, I, I it's just, just don't the get same it. thing. Yeah, it does the same thing. Like the Mega Blaziken's the same way, same ability. Yeah, yeah, Mega Blaziken. I just have like no opinion on. I think I hated it uh, when I played Combat XY, but that's really it. I think yeah. it's interesting because there are Pokemon that like there are a select few Mega Evolutions that actively make the original design worse. So it's like, oh god, like, like what? um. Mega Sharpedo is one, uh, Mega Mewtwo Y, Mega Heracross, Mega Lucario, Mega Manetric. Those are all designs that were like really good before, with the exception of Lucario. And, <laughs> you know, they were all just like ruined. I don't know what the fuck the idea behind any of these was. It's like, they're gross. Yeah. Uh, Mega Banat. Mega Banat's one I really like. Uh, I like the the zippers open and there's just like tendrils coming out of it. Mega Bayonet is fine. I don't have an opinion on it, honestly. <laughs> I just don't have any take on it. And then uh, one personal favorite that I know a lot of people hate is Mega Man Actric. Yeah, no, it, it looks so ugly. It's so <laughs> it's, ugly. It looks like you could just knock it over. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like if this thing falls over, it's fucked. It's like, what does it do? But, like, uh, it sucks because Manetric was, like, such a unique design for an electric type back in the day. It was, like, yeah. blue with, like, a hint of yellow, and I think that's really cool. Uh, it wasn't, like, most electric types back then were basically just fucking just glowing at that yellow. point. Yeah, and it's, like, you know, he, it's, also like, a, it's also, like, a... yellow, a lot of fur on him, but, yeah, no, like, his skin being blue was very interesting. Yeah, and it's and also, him like... him having a more animal basis when a lot of electric types that weren't Pikachu didn't really. Yeah, it's just, like, a dog. And it's, like, wow, that's kind of cool. Big fan. Big fan. <laughs> So yeah, like you're you're getting them for content. Do you think you're going to enjoy BDSP? Um, it can't be worse than Diamond and Pearl, right? Like that's what I that's what I've been thinking. Like surely, surely, surely it can't be worse than Diamond and Pearl. But yeah. I've been subsequently proven right and wrong this entire fucking uh, game. So yeah, that's a, I haven't actually replayed Diamond and Pearl since the first time I played them. Um, because I, as a child, found them to be a bit of a slog. 
<laughs> but I did replay. I, I played Platinum for the first time last year um, when I was I was just making a living decks because I was bored. Because <laughs> that's what quarantine does to you sometimes uh, when I wasn't able to work. <laughs> yeah, trust um, me. I, I know the feeling. Yeah. And I, I found Platinum was like an improvement in a lot of areas in like gameplay flow, in mon distribution. And I, I do think that it's kind of a disappointment that they don't seem to be doing a lot of it in the new game. It's um, just it makes it makes no sense to me. It actually just makes zero sense to me whatsoever. Well, yeah, because it's like all you can say about the way that Heart Gold and Soul Silver were, how they like, the, but like one thing that that people universally seem to like about it is that it includes stuff from Crystal, mm-hmm. and it just seemed weird that Oras didn't do it, and people didn't like that Oras didn't do it, and I then mean, they're. <laughs> Did did it really include stuff from Crystal? Like, I'm not trying to make you forget about Yusin and Suicune, but like, here's the thing, right? Crystal is so much more than Yusin and Suicune, but they were like things that were kind of baked into the games over time. The actual, like, big thing that is still missing from Heart Gold to this day uh, were the encounter tables. So in yeah. Gen 2, uh, you know, you had Gold and Silver. And then you had Crystal, which is like, you can get a Teddy Ursa before the first gym. You can get like a Fan Fever before the first gym. Yeah, they like, put them in Dark Cave, right? Yeah, no, like you can get Fan Fever on the route uh, above the first one in Gold and Silver. And it's like, wow, that's really cool. Uh, unfortunately, Harko and Soul Silver just backported all of those. Or they didn't backport any of them. And it's they, like, they, they just grabbed the, the Gold and Silver ones. Yeah, and it's like, well, that's weird. That's Why would you do this? I just don't Yeah, because the one thing I can think of with, uh, yeah, because they'll... Because really, the only things that were missing from Crystal, I just did, I, I did a like a living Dex run of Crystal too, obviously. So I had mm-hmm. to think of like what's not there, and it's it wasn't very much. I think it was like Remoraids not available in Crystal, and uh, like one other guy, and otherwise, yeah. like the encounter tables is like the gold and silver ones merged. Yeah, no, and they're just better. They just have more shit in them. So I don't know. It's then, like it's just weird that. You know, people forget about that with Hot Gold and Soul Silver. Oh, no, yeah, like, I totally it, did. It's like 100%. a very big, it, it's like a very big problem with those games. It's like a lack of Pokemon diversity, of like good Pokemon diversity until like the end game. And at that point, do you really want to get a new Pokemon after the eighth gym badge in Hot Gold and Soul Silver? No, <laughs> you or just, like after it will the have 16th, no EVs because that's yeah. still the only place you can get Larvitar. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's interesting. I don't know if it's good though. No, <laughs> and then. Uh... And then Legends. How are you feeling about Legends? I'm, like, weirdly optimistic about it. Uh, I think, okay, my, my take on both of these games, uh, BDSP and Legends look visually the same level of awful, but for different reasons. BDSP um, is this, like, really ugly, like, plastic piece of shit, and Legends is, like, this really undercooked, like, this game could look so much better. But at the same time, Legends is, like, trying something new, and I'm yeah. excited for that. It's, like... You know, I, I, like, trust the people behind it more because I don't... I mean, I know what Ilka has done, which is, like, basically nothing. Um, you know, with Game Freak, at least I can have hope that, you know, the person that's directing it is, like, competent or whatever. But I don't know who's directing it because they haven't told me, and that's very worrying. Like, I'm I'm very, I'm cautiously optimistic. I don't really have any opinion on Legends, I think, just in general. It's, like, very hard for me to form an opinion. So well, because you don't, know, we don't know exactly what the gameplay loop's going to be like. Yeah, no, and at least with BDSP, it's like, I, I could get, like, angry at it. With Legends, it's like, I don't, again, I don't really have an opinion. It's, like, very hard for me to to form something on that game, because it's, I just don't know enough about it. And at the end of the day, like, 
I don't know. Could be fun. <laughs> with VSP, it's like I just feel kind of hollow. I'm I'm interested to see what they're doing with the battle formula in Legends, because like, um, I remember someone someone pointed out that um, you can see a drift blim in the PC, PC and its HP stat is like completely out of whack, which where it should be at that level. So it's possible that they're using like different stat calculation formulas. There's the the thing with the the battle styles where you can do the agile style or the strong style to like. Uh, use extra attacks and stuff like that it's still turn-based right like it's Mm -hmm. like the actual battles themselves are still turn-based but i'm interested to see how they're gonna like shake up the uh the battle mechanics a little bit and what what if anything they're gonna bring forward with that yeah i mean i don't know i'm i i i just don't know how to feel because i haven't played it it's like so out there for me um as a pokemon game like i i don't really have any opinion i'm just kind of waiting to play it with uh, BDSP, it's like it's like a, these two games are like inherently paired together. But it's like one game is like I have my opinion pretty dead set on, like more than I have any other Pokemon game before its release. And the other one is like I don't know anything about. And the the, the marketing for both has just been absolutely abysmal. You know, yeah. it's like to this day we have not talked to the staff behind either of these games, and it's like why? Like I don't even know who's working on one of them. I don't know anything about the fucking the other one. It's like, God, it's so frustrating. And I don't know if it's like a personal thing with me, but like, I like to have faith in things, you know, I like to, you know, I'm typically like very optimistic, but BDSP is like, you know, like Legends Arceus is worrying. BDSP is just like doomed. (laughs) I just, I like to have information. I like to have information so that I can form an opinion with something other than like speculation and hearsay. Not to say that I don't like speculation and hearsay because like, I'm a Pokemon fan. Of course, I fucking love speculation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think the thing with that is, like, whenever I've, like, said anything about BDSP and people are like, oh, well, it could change. And it's like, no, I know how this industry works. And then it doesn't change. And, you know, I'm right. And it's, like, it's kind of validating in a way. But as well, it's, like, really fucking annoying to have the same conversation. I'd rather the, the developers just come out and talk about this game so I can, you know, talk about the information mm-hmm. rather than having to... Be like, well, I don't. They're like, oh, well, do you know this is true? And it's like, well, yeah, but no, because they haven't said it. It's like, well, it doesn't matter. And it's like, I, I don't know. It's been like a very toxic cycle in general. They'll they'll reply to your old tweet when new information comes out and be like, see, you were wrong. And it's like, well, yeah, that's fucking how speculation works, man. Yeah, I, I mean, I I said in my like one of my new videos, it was like, I would be so happy if I was proven wrong. And in like a couple of aspects, I was, and I was like, holy shit, I'm so happy that I was proven wrong. And everyone was like. Uh, everything you've ever said is invalid. And it's like, it's so boring. Like, what is yeah. wrong with you? You know, I was like, I mean, this just goes into like fandom discourse and online toxicity, but it's just like people are way too angry. Like, and I say this is somebody that has like been pretty negative. Um, yeah. On BDSP so far. I've been pretty hard on it. Yeah. I've been pretty hard on it, but like, it's like, I'm going to play it. And I feel like to a certain level, I will probably enjoy it. I feel like when it comes to like a new Pokemon game, there's just a certain level of the formula that no matter how stale it is, is something that like my monkey brain likes. Mm. I'm just like, I just, there's something about the Pokemon, but the, the fact that the, the Pokemon game loop as it is having changed like in marginal, but not major ways over the course of 20 years can still, like, you know, light up the pleasure centers in the brain a little bit. Just kind of speaks to their overall power. I do wish that they would coast on that a little less, and I guess that's what Legends is. So yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm really hoping that they deliver something with that that can, you know, light up the brain in new ways, perhaps. 
Yeah, and, and then I, I like the next their... game, they go back to it, and they only add, like, a couple of things from Legends, and then, <laughs> you know, we have to wait until 2023, and it's like, oh, all right, fuck. God, which is, like, just briefly getting back to original forms, just since, like, we uh, we didn't me- we didn't really mention any of the new ones. They look pretty cool. I, 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 I like the, the evolutions, rather. I mean, I, I really for like me, the like, wave. the only one that I really, like, care about is Cleavol. Like, hold on. Yeah. Hisuian, like... There's there's Cleaver, there's the Braviary, which I don't feel either strongly or negatively about, really. I really like Basque Legion. I like, conceptually, um, a fish surrounded by dead fish ghosts. Yeah, Basque Legion is idea. the only one that I care about. Also, when I, like, look up Hisuian forms, just put all of the fucking evolutions there as well, okay? Why would I not want to see the evolutions in this list? What is wrong with these websites? <laughs> I mean... The thing about Pokemon, uh, trying to look up anything Pokemon right now, is that there are, like, an army of, like, 150 just spam blogs that SEO optimize. Yeah. So, like, I have to just end every single search with, like, Cerebi, Bulbapedia, to make sure that I'm getting something that's at least coherent. Yeah, I don't know. And Which I, is, like, it, Given it's the so layouts irritating. of those websites, you know, you're gonna have a hard fucking time as well. But, like, let me... <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't read shit on either of those websites for different reasons. Yeah, but yeah the only one that I like is Basque Legion. Um, okay. I like Cleavor as well, but I think it's going to be less interesting as a concept. Yeah. Uh, Weirdia is boring. Hisuian Bravery, I have no opinion on. Hisuian Growlithe is so fucking ugly. Like, the design is good, but the model in-game is really, really bad. Um, yeah, I, I really like the way the art looks, because the art looks fluffy. But the, the the design doesn't really look like that. I mean, the, the thing the with game. Legends is, like, it, it uses, like, multiple different shaders uh, at the same time, which it should not be using at the same time. And it's it's very odd. The model looks shiny, and it shouldn't. Everything I, is, I'm like, glowing in I'm interested to see how, the, how the art will develop in that game. Like, cause it's, like, I'm sure that they can... Uh, I'm sure that there's there's going to be, like, you know, touches. Gameplay is not final, circled in a red pan. But, uh, I mean, it seems like a certain level of their art design is already decided. And the art design is kind of the issue. Yeah, I mean... I mean, the direction of the game is fine. Uh, it's just... I, I mean, my issue, or I guess, like, less of an issue is, like... With things like that, I can fix it myself. You know, I can yeah. go out, I can mod new textures in. I, like, I'm competent enough to do that myself and then share that with other people you're making That's me fine. really want to mod my my switch which i have not done yet <laughs> i get a get a backup tablet um and do it yeah i yeah, would not i i cannot in good faith be like do this because i don't want you to get like banned from online or whatever well yeah um, i I'd definitely switch. do it on a switch that i don't intend to bring online and would probably yeah, yeah. It, i would probably only do it if i like were to get an oled or something yeah no i and mean then do it and then do it on my old one yeah, yeah, I mean, you wouldn't be able to do it on the OLED anyway, because it's a hardware thing. It's not a um, software. Because they have a new chip, right? Uh, yeah, ever since 2019, middle of 2019. Uh, yeah, the, every, new, the newer Switches. Yeah, every Switch before that should be fine. Um, there's, there's like You can like look up your serial code online. It's very easy. Yeah, yeah, there's a whole it, thing. It's like surprisingly easy to do, by the way. Like I, um, This I is a it. podcast that advocates for, for hacking all your Nintendo devices. Absolutely, unless you live in Japan, because then it's illegal, so I can't do that. I can't advocate <laughs> that you do that. But can't advocate you do it there, okay. <laughs> for all of the non-Japanese listeners, uh, go for it, you know. But, uh, yeah, no, it's just like, yeah, it's it's like surprisingly easy. You, like, put things on an SD card, you connect your thing to your computer, um, you put the RCM jig in the fucking 
Joy-Con, you slide it down, and then you uh, boot in a recovery mode, and there you go. That's sweet. Easy. Yeah, it's, n- nothing really is as easy as the 3DS anymore, so it's like... I, I mean, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the 3DS, like, I think, like, re- like if you think about how relative it was, like, five years after the 3DS came out, you there was, like, a genuine risk of breaking that shit yeah. with the uh, homebrew. Now, now, now it's just, like, you open the browser. It's so nice. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, so easy. Um, like, you, I needed to have... F- I'm so lucky I bought the fucking Four Swords Adventures um like remaster on 3ds otherwise i would not have been able to have played sun and moon uh when it came out in america but you know got delayed over here for a week for some fucking reason oh no and um yeah no but like with the switch it's like this thing's only been out for like what four years and it's so easy to uh to homebrew i'm I'm glad there's an active scene and also that like said active scene of developers like have a huge crossover with pokemon data miners who are yeah, always yeah. just like the most reliable people to to get information from? I'm yeah, always, I mean, I, I mean, always Saya is, is like the guy that is you know he he made Atmosphere, which is like the biggest like bootloader or whatever. Mm-hmm. So and I'm lo- I'm I'm looking forward to perusing his data mines because they're always organized so nicely. Yeah, no, I uh, that's that's the shit I love with the new games. Just like poking through the learn sets and seeing what kind of new stuff everything gets. Yeah, it's funny because like. We get because the game will always leak like two weeks early. Like the thing with yeah. BDSP, we're talking about it now, recording this in the twentieth, but it's gonna come out realistically. Like all the information is gonna come out on it, and, and like by the fourth. Like I, I'm, I'm honestly like hard prediction. The sixth is when it leaks. The sixth? Okay. Yeah, that's I'm my hold, that's my hard prediction. I'm holding you to that. I'm gonna yell at you on Twitter if you're wrong. Yeah, no, exactly. You should <laughs> yell at me on Twitter because I, Lord knows, I don't get enough of that. <laughs> Speaking of that, by the way, while we were just doing this, like somebody is just like. Somebody, like, said that I was annoying on Twitter, and I noticed they followed me. It's like, why? Why are you here? What's wrong with you? I, just I don't, don't understand. understand the ways in which people use Twitter. If someone annoys me, I just block them. You just block them on site. I, I, it's so easy thing, to right? do it's it. Like, like, I don't want to alienate random people, so the best idea is to just mute them, so mute them, they, yeah, are, yeah. they are just talking to a brick wall. And then they get bored, and they get tired, and then they're just out, and I don't even have to think about them, you know? They can't tweet like, oh, haha, he blocked me. It's like, well, you just don't exist, guy. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's the annoying guy go away button. Yeah, no. It's like, and they don't even know it, which is the best part. <laughs> All right. Well, we've gone for an hour, so I guess that's uh, that's probably a good time to wrap it up. Uh, you want to plug anything before we close out? Uh, yeah, I made a new video that nobody is watching. So uh, go watch that. It's great. Oh, I I have watched it. And so I will say that it is a very good video about uh, is the, the gotcha music video. Uh, which yes. came out last year featuring a song by Bump of Chicken. What was the song titled again? Gravity? It was or? Acacia. Acacia. But yeah, no, it's a, it's a deep dive into all the animators that are featured on it and also shows like uh, screens of their other work. And I, I thought it was really in-depth and it's the kind of stuff that like, it almost makes me feel stupid when I'm watching it because I'm like, I don't fucking notice this shit. But that's like, you know, that's the best YouTube content is the stuff where you're like, I don't have no idea what you're talking about. And then by the end of the video, you know what they're talking about. <laughs> and I enjoyed it, you know. And you enjoyed it. Because <laughs> um, like people make fun of the uh, the Pan and Cock, uh 0.5A Presses uh, Watch for Rolling Rocks video a lot. But at the end of that video, I understand everything he just told me. And so that's mm. that's how you know good YouTube content right there. So yeah, it's a good ass video. I'll uh, I'll retweet the video again probably when I post the episode. Um, I don't have that many followers, but you know, any any more people that can see it is is good because uh, Pokemon animation is in a very interesting place right now between uh, between the Gotcha music video, between the Poketunes, and between the fact that they just keep making like these like 
generation by generation, uh, like, uh, retrospective videos. Because, like, they just did that, and then they're just doing it again. Wait, doesn't Evolutions come out tomorrow? Oh, it might. Wait, hold on. Let me double check. Yes, yeah, so it's tomorrow. Oh, wow. We get okay. um, the Unova episode. Pro- realistically, yesterday by the time I post this, because I, I, I don't edit quickly. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, if you if you aren't watching the uh, Pokemon Evolutions videos on YouTube, I would highly recommend them. And I would also highly recommend um, the Poketunes, which are posted on the YouTube, uh, the Pokemon Kids TV channel, and are just completely ignored um, by the English versions of the Pokemon Company for reasons that I do not understand. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's very bizarre. <laughs> they are so good. They are gorgeous. The, consistently. I would especially recommend like people with the same aesthetic sensibilities as me to watch the Gengar one. Uh, mm. Because like every character design in that episode, including just like the characters of the Pokemons themselves of the Pokemon themselves are all just beautiful. I yeah, really, yeah. really love the way that animation looks. No, it uh, it looks it looks right, honestly. Alright, and uh, where can people find you online? People can find me Lutu and that's it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I, if you type in Lutu anywhere, I will come up. So Gotta love when you get a good username like that. Yeah. Uh, so that's YouTube and Twitter primarily, right? YouTube, Twitter, I have a Discord where I talk with people. I have my website where I have everything that I ever worked on. And uh, yeah, it's a good I should one. actually <laughs> check out your Discord. I'm gonna actually I'm gonna go join that right after we're done recording. Let's go. Alright. Alright, uh, so thank you for coming. Um, next episode will probably be after BDSP drops. Uh, unless I think of a topic that I'd like to have someone on for, because, you know, this podcast is a very much uh, when I feel like it discussion type thing and less of a news type thing. Mm -hmm. News is too exhausting to do in a podcast format where I have to edit (laughs) too too quick. I think, yeah, I think that's absolutely fair. (laughs) Takes are for Twitter. Yeah. This this is a good spot for discussions. Anyway, thank you for coming, and uh, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, You can find the show on Twitter at E4Restore, And really, that's the only place uh, that is active. You can also find me on Twitter at MattGCN and on Tumblr at Tramampoline, where I will post my Pokemon takes all the live long day. Have a good one. (laughs) 